Welcome back to the Salted Caramel Podcast. My name is David Cook, and we actually have a special episode. I have a new co-host, Thomas Gallagher, and we're going to share with you how to share your testimony. Thomas, why are we sharing with them how to share their testimony? Oh, man, David, I'm super excited to uh, get into this topic. And, you know, uh, first off, right off the bat, just First Peter 3.15, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who calls you to account for the hope that you have within you. Uh, that's coming straight from our, our first pope. So I think that that's probably as good a reason as we need, that's you know. That's a big deal right there. That's right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, just talking about evangelization, you know, to evangelize is to share good news. We evangelize about things all the time if we think about them as good news. Or there's a good movie, a good steak, a good salted caramel ice cream, <laughs> which David's eating right now. Well, just before this. I have to. Prepare. Um, but you know, like we just, we share good things and, uh, and a testimony is really just sharing the good news of God's actions in our life of meeting Jesus. So, uh, why is because, you know, really it should be because we, because we have to. Amen. And it's kind of about time because we have not, we've been doing this podcast for, a year of parishioners telling their story, but we have not given you the blueprint of how we prepare our guests and actually show you, give you the tools to share your own story to your own friends, your own family. And so now we're doing it. Amen. Yeah. You know, and uh, so I think we'll, we're going to go through like three points here, like why a testimony, which we've already kind of gotten into a little bit, how to share your testimony briefly, just a little, you know, one, two, maybe we can share the the link or, or you know, for, for yeah. where some of this comes from, uh, just get some of these points down. And then uh, a little challenge, kind of how to apply this. Um, so, you know, stories are powerful. Stories are really powerful. People don't like being like instructed necessarily, especially if you're just like meeting somebody for the first time or uh, or preached at. But generally speaking, everybody loves to hear a good story. And so a testimony is just my story. And, you know, so often when I talk to people about testimonies and David, I think, you know, you shared as well um, that, you know, you had this experience too. But uh, people say like, I don't have a story. That's what know? I was going to ask. Yeah. What if I don't have a good story? What do I do, Thomas? Well, that's a great question, David. <laughs> so, I mean, the fact of the matter is when somebody tells me that they don't have a story, I call them a liar. <laughs> right to their face. That's right. Um, everybody has a story. You just maybe think your story isn't exciting, but everybody's story is interesting. And first off, so I think we have to start with rejecting that lie that I don't have a story. Yes, you do. You have a story and God wants you to share it. And even better, God has you share your story to very specific people where your story will reach them much more than a dramatic rock star story testimony will reach them. That's so right. even even the normal can be reached out and save souls. Amen. Especially the normal, you yeah. know, right? <laughs> That's where we find God every day. That's right. <laughs> and if, if it's just some crazy, extraordinary story, like you hear from people on stages and whatnot, people can't connect to those always. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I'm not, I don't have that experience. So like the normal stories meet people that are normal and we need the normal people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I always like to say that God uses sharp tools. So by preparing our testimony, God is going to use that because we sharpen that tool and get it ready. So how do we share a testimony, David? Amen. So we like to, to break our 
uh, testimony basis blueprint down into four acts. Essentially, my life before Christ, how I came to know Christ, my life in Christ, and then inviting others to get to know Christ. That's the intimidating part. So I'll go through act one, my life before Christ. Typically, this is where people talk about, oh, I was cradle Catholic. I was always there. You know, you were always in the faith, sure, but you never really owned your faith. My life before Christ is before you owned your faith, before you actually accepted Jesus into your heart and made him the center of your life. And maybe you haven't done that yet. Maybe that's something to think about. But here, people typically dwell on their sinful nature. They try to make it really dramatic and cool. It's like, oh, I was doing drugs every weekend. I was out with all these girls. I was super cool. And then all of a sudden the Lord hit me, you know, kind of just like this rock bottom to the Lord. And maybe that happens. Praise God if it does. But here basically is just my life before Christ. We don't need to dwell too much on it. Here's how I was living. I wasn't as fulfilled. I realized I was searching for something more. And then that leads us to act two, how you came to know Jesus Christ or how you came to find something more in your life. And so a lot of people have different moments. They have different little concrete conversion steps, and it's probably a gradual path for a lot of us. But I think in act two, how I came to know Christ, it's really important that you pick one concrete moment where you actually became to know Christ at the center of your life. Um, essentially that's, oh, at this retreat, I was in front of him praying and I like realized I had, to, I had to surrender everything to him or Christ put this person in my life and he led me back to a relationship. He challenged me and brought me along the way and led me kind of as a disciple back in to my Christ-centered life. Um, when you mention people in your testimony, always mention that God put them there. It's, it's a story about Christ in your life, not about Joe Schmo saving you and how great he is. So, yeah. And even if you don't have that one particular moment, if you can't yeah. come up with that one retreat or that one adoration that you were in or, or whatever it might be, that's okay. You know, we can mm-hmm. share like at some point in my life, I just, I realized I'm sold out for Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But like, yeah, just trying to find that chapter, even if you yeah. will, of your life where you really yeah, made that stand and, and made it your own. Oh, good point. Yeah. Even if it was in college or early family life with ch- kids and stuff, that's a great point, Thomas. Thank you. And then it moves us to act three, which is my life in Christ. So this I like to focus more on because we kind of want to ask ourselves, how was I living different once I actually accepted that I was sold out for Christ? Maybe I started to pray more. Maybe I started to pursue virtue more. Maybe I started to actually be intentional in my relationships. And I noticed that I had deeper friendships. I noticed that I had a deeper relationship with my spouse. I noticed that things just started to gradually grow different. This is something that you should definitely emphasize in your story is how Christ made your life better. And yes, you're not a perfect saint. You will fall again. So you can mention that in your life in Christ. It's like, oh yeah, I still stumble with this. I still struggle with this. But you know what? Now I've accepted that I have a God who loves me and is always going to be there with me, picking me back up. So that's very important is to emphasize how your life is different now that you've accepted Christ at the center. And then it moves us to act four, which is inviting whoever you're saying this story to, whoever you're telling your testimony to, if they want to know more about Christ. Um, You can move this more into a gospel presentation. You can move this more into um, basically 
challenging them to tell their testimony if they're ready or asking them if they've had any God moments similar. But the simple casual way is, would you like to learn more about how Christ affected my life? You know, because you are ideally you're going to tell your testimony for three to five minutes, maybe longer if you have that ability, but you'll only hold their attention span for three to five minutes. So simple. Unless you have a really good story. (laughs) So simple. um, Would you like to learn more at the end of your story or would you like to put Christ at the center of your life? And then I, as a fundraiser, whenever you ask for money, you always just got to shut up and let, and let them answer, let them sit in the silence. So once you ask that question, just shut up. Don't say anything else. And that's how you tell your story. That's your blueprints. Yeah. And, you know, another way to, to close that out, too, is with an invitation, you know, yeah. right? To invite them to like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, but would you like to come to, you know, a men's group with me or come to a prayer group or say a rosary? Um, yeah. Or even just like come check out the church with me. Mm-hmm. Like just walk through the church when without a mask going on. I have this good priest friend of mine that once said, you know, a lot of times we try to invite to a mass and the mass is the it's the the highest prayer of the church. It's the most intimate thing we could do. When's the last time you invited a stranger into the most intimate thing you do in your life mm. right off the bat? Right. You don't typically, right? <laughs> and the mass is mysterious. Many Catholics don't even get it. So maybe that's not the best place to start with inviting a stranger, you know? Maybe just a walk through the church first, something like that. That's awesome. Now, so, what we want to challenge you guys um, I'd say the first thing to do to challenge you is to actually sit down in prayer and think out these acts in your life. Think about your life before Christ, your conversion moment, and uh, your life in Christ and how that all actually changed. Thinking about your life is a great way to even see the Lord's presence in your life. So take that to prayer. And some people write it out, you know, and then try to kind of get their story in their head that way, or even just bullet points, something Mm -hmm. like that. But commit it to memory. You might think, oh, it's my story. I know my story. But a lot of times, unless we've thought it out and put it down on paper like that, we tend to just ramble. Mm-hmm. So really committing your story, those 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 watermark moments or watershed moments rather, you know, to memory. And then you can really adapt it to whatever the situation. If you have two minutes with somebody on an elevator or you have 20 minutes with somebody while you're waiting for food or something, you know, like commit it to memory so that you can adapt it to the situation and practice it. Practice your testimony. Out loud. Absolutely. With your friend, with your spouse, with your dog. You know, you can start with your dog, right? They're not judging you. I think the the best way or the best way to deepen your friendship with someone, even if you've known them for years, is to go through your testimony. And basically you're explaining like the, the crux of your life, the climax of your life. And if you think about it, you probably have never explained that. (laughs) with your spouse or with your friends before and think how deeper that is letting them into the intimate parts of your life and how it formed you of who you are now. And some, it's, it's easy to think like, Oh, that'd be awkward because they're my friend. They've known me forever, Mm -hmm. but you could simply say, Hey, do you mind if I practice my testimony with you? Something I'm, I'm working on. Would you mind just listening to it and just give me some feedback? And that way they don't feel like they're being like evangelized or preached to or something like that. But rather they're just like listening to give you feedback. But little do they know that you actually are witnessing to them. Amen. So. 
And that concludes this special episode from the Salted Caramel Podcast. We are going to try to publish more of these special episodes to give you little tips and tricks of how to live your faith life better or things you don't know or any just maybe just random thoughts from Thomas. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I have lots of those. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. And as always, let's end with a quick prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Peace. Thanks for listening, and stay salty.